Hey guys, um, welcome to Geekly Live. I'm Jatin and this is our weekly Insta Chats with fun and cool creators from across the Comic Con universe. Um, today we'll be joining someone really funny, uh, a great writer and a pop culture geek, Rohan Joshi. You may know him from AAB and also his stand-up work. Um, I'll be adding him in um, on the chat in a bit, but before that I thought I'll do a couple of things. First off, uh, comic book recommendations for this episode. Um, so, I've been, ever since I started hosting the episodes, I've been getting a lot of uh, messages and stuff about recommendations from the collection right behind me. So I thought I've, uh, every episode I've been sharing a few, um, so I thought I'll share some more today. Um, first off, a Shikari Shambhu. So this is not just a recommendation for buying his entire collection, but also, um, you know, like a shout out to the character. It's his 37th birthday uh, this uh, month. He will be 37 years old. He was created in 1983 by Vasant Thalbe and Luis Fernandez. And um, in addition to his birthday, it's also uh, the 40th year of Tinkle Comics and Tinkle Magazine. So if anyone's been reading comics in India, then you've grown up on Tinkle. Um, and you've grown up on characters like Shikari Shambhu, Supandi and more. So yeah, so check out Shikari Shambhu and his entire collection. Um, this by the way is uh, one of the loveliest covers I've seen of his comics. But um, you can also follow the artist on Shikari Shambhu right now. Um, his name is Savio Mascarenas. He's been doing a lot of DIY um, workshops and stuff on the Tinkle Studios uh, handle, so you can check that out. The other thing um, is um, Letter 44. So this is kind of um, off-the-chart sci-fi graphic novel. I have had it for a while. Um, but I completed the series um, these past few months. Um, it's, it's if you're into sci-fi, aliens, you know, outer space, all of that. This is completely for you. It's called Letter Forty Four by Charles Soule, and the artist uh, is Alberto Albuquerque. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a high concept book. Um, the entire series is right now on Amazon, or you can also maybe read it on Kindle. Um, it's it's quite a long series, about seven volumes, TPBs, so uh, you'll have to save up. But those were the two recommendations for today. Um, you can check out uh, the recommendation details in the captions for this video. And you can also check out the older recommendations on the previous episodes of Geekly Live on IGTV. Um, in addition to this, the request that we do every week is basically, with the pandemic going on, um, there's a lot of people who are struggling. And every week we have recommendations of, uh, for organizations who are helping people out in these trying times. Um, they're great uh, uh, people who are doing a lot out there and any tiny contribution that you might make would go a long way in helping them. So um, I'll have uh, their handles listed in the caption as well. Um, but just the top of my head, uh, some of them are Help Age India, World Vision India Save the Children, uh, Donate Card Animal Charities and uh, Gunj. So do check those out. So now let me get to my guest. I'll just add him in a second. Uh, Rohan Joshi, if you know him as Mojo Rojo on social media, he's um, he's a stand-up uh, comedian, writer, pop culture geek. He's also one of the founding members of AIB. Um, I've had the privilege of hosting him at one of the shows. So I thought, let's have a chat about comics and more. So let me add him now.
Hey, Rohan. Hey, man. How's it going? What's going on? Good. You can hear me clearly? I can hear you loud and clear. I can hear Perfect. you absolutely loud. Can you hear me fine? Can you hear me fine? Yeah, completely. Um, thanks okay. for taking out the time to talk to me, man. No, no, no. Pleasure's all mine. Uh, thank you for your shout out to Shikari Shambhu, uh, the OP, um, the OP, the OG um, himself. Um, I didn't realize that the whole Shikari Shambhu collection was now available separately. Uh, so thank you for that additional information as well. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of specials for a while, but it happens uh-huh. to be his birthday. So I thought um, it happens to be his birthday month. So I thought it makes sense to kind of right. share it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I have the, I have the, I have three volumes of the hardbound uh, Tinkle specials that they did. Um, yeah, the blue one, the green one, and the red one, where one has just Kalia on the cover, one has this thing, and this. So, just that. Yeah. So, um, so how's it going, man? How's the unlock or lockdown going for you? Um, not much has changed. I'm still pretty much uh, at home. I feel like uh, the unlock is for people who need to be outside, who have no choice but to be outside, um, for you know whatever reasons, whether it's financial reasons, whether it's you know they have emergencies, etc. I feel like the best thing I can do right now um, to help is just stay home as much as possible, um, minimize going out, minimize any chances of being a spreader. So yeah, I'm pretty much at home with very, very, very limited social contact with people who are immediately around me. um with all sort of distancing and care uh, followed and yeah that's about it that's pretty much it how about you what have you been up to um stuck at home man um hoping that they'll allow large gatherings sometime soon uh, till then we're just doing stuff online and reading a lot of books that's about it yeah um for sure it's it's really hot i know it's i think it's monsoon season now in bombay right so it'll be raining a bit It's no. It's one of those things where it's. I'm looking out of my window right now, and it every day like we get teased just a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's just not happening. No, today is like a really humid day, um, and yeah. it's just refusing to rain, and it's very frustrating. Uh, but yeah, other than that, just I think they have predicted heavy rain over the weekend. So let's see. Um, don't go out, guys. Says uh, Trail and Eta. I will not go out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you don't need anything crucial, then try and stay at home yeah, if you can. Absolutely. Um, you know. Absolutely. So I was, I was discussing with, um, I was thinking back to when I got to know about you the first time, and um, so I used to produce shows for Channel V, and I got to know Jogi Pandey, and she used to share a lot of your columns. She used to share a lot of your columns on her uh, timeline, and that's how I first came across your writing. So I used to read those columns, and I was okay. like, okay, oh, these are really nice. And then obviously you know things moved on and comedy came up and everything. Yes. So I know your background yes. in journalism. Yes. So how did yes. you go from writing to comedy? Uh, comedies happened by accident, obviously, because in 2010 when I started doing it, I didn't even know it was an avenue. I've told this story uh, hundreds of times. I don't mind telling it again because it's a great story. Um, Vidas was um, doing open mics, and I mean we all know Vidas now as like the sort of global face of Indian comedy. but um i think what a lot of people also need to recognize is he was one of the first people to even just get the open mic scene started um in mumbai and then by extension all over the country by taking like his open mics across the country and um, he happened to be doing one in lower parel and i worked with um times now at the time actually and was just across the street from where it was happening at the blue frog and i said you know what let me let me let me give it a try uh, i actually a friend of mine nena was like she went and watched one of the previous open mics he'd done and she said some of the people are good but you've made me laugh more than some of them when we've talked so i think you should try um which was the only vote of confidence that my arrogant ass needed 
um so i went up there and i tried and i signed up for this open mic um and before the show veer comes in he gives us a bunch of pointers where he's like um if you say your joke wait for the audience to laugh don't immediately launch into your next joke um you get 2 minutes on stage that's exactly 120 seconds and we hit the 120 second mark we'll you know just do a quick simple crash to let you know that you have to wrap up um and he gives speech and all of us are standing there going like what is 2 minutes matlab 2 minute mein like how will people know my genius um 2 minute mein log kaise samjhenge and um i was the 7th person who was going up on stage that um evening and the first person gets on stage tells their first joke no one laughs um second joke no one laughs third joke no one laughs at this point i'm like surely like a minute minute and a half must be over and this this person's misery is going to end soon um i look at my watch it has been 35 seconds um, <laughs> at which point suddenly all of us are like guys uh, two minutes is a long time no i think we should we should do maybe one minute uh, i think that will be enough um and so a bunch of people tank one after the other uh, i'm going up 7th guy who goes up 6th destroys like full room aisa kapde phaad ke like hans raha hai this that and i'm like ye mere pehle hi kyu hona tha um and then luckily i went up and it went really really well uh, touch wood so um yeah it went really really well and um i guess veer liked what he saw cuz he asked me to come and do some work with him uh, because he was working really hard on building the scene at that time and i'm very privileged to say i got a sort of ringside view um and understanding of that process with which he did that as well and then the rest yeah i mean i'd known tanma and ashish for a really long time um kamba we'd met online and so that 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 one thing led to another and aib happened um and the rest has all been like on camera in front of everybody so everybody knows the rest of the story um but that's how the beginning happened yeah so um i mean it's obviously not an easy thing to do but you guys have uh, obviously done a lot not just uh, i mean come on man you're you're telling me that it's not an easy thing to do you you're like you guys do comic con which is like i think a monumental thing to undertake in terms of um, pulling that into the pop cultural space so i mean i think you know a thing or two about doing a lot or doing impossible things so i mean it's fun to try different things um it's funny i actually am an introvert i don't like big crowds but what i do essentially is creating a big crowd but um but well, you know the it, thing was like... go ahead my theory is that uh, that cons are actually the perfect uh, place for introverts to get together in large group because everybody gets yeah. to put a mask on and yeah. just sort of go but not necessarily as themselves um, if they don't want to um so you still get to have that layer over yourself and but also go and be around and bask in like the sort of love and joy of like people who love the same things that you love right um like i still remember bangalore comic con is one of my favorite memories just simply because um i was i think i was hosting the cosplay event um and i didn't know what i was in for in terms of i thought there'd be decent efforts i thought there'd be all of that but man the shit i saw on that stage that day the commitment the level of detail the articulation in some of the costumes um it was at that point i was like yeah holy shit this is like a good and proper scene right um, no, it's, it's, it was it was pretty legit bangalore's pretty legit when it comes to comic oh, book hell yeah. hell yeah and that was when and that was 2014 i think yeah and, exactly um, that's been 6 years since right 
Yeah, so it's it's the level of cosplay and uh, people just being really into their uh, fandom is just insane. Um, you know, so I was thinking of the fact that you guys obviously did performances and then you wrote. Uh, one of the things that you did um, uh, recently, you guys have done is uh, produce the movie Chintu Ka Birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's on Z5. Uh, it has it the very premium. Yes. Um, it's got a lovely cast actually. Um, the 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 directors really really managed to pull like you know there's Vinay Patel, there's Dilothama Shom, obviously who everybody knows. But even if you watch in the movie, the kids um, in the film and um, just the the rest of the cast, it's like seven people on screen, but still just delightful. Um, how did you guys come about with the project? How I mean, how did you guys go into producing a movie? So it was something that we always wanted to do. Uh, we always, uh, once we started making YouTube videos and those started working, um, I think all of us, first and foremost, before we were ever comedians, before we were any of those things, um, we were jai. We all always wanted to be writers, and we were all massive inhalers of pop culture. Um, I think, I think you and I. What you? I, I'm sorry. How how old are you exactly? I am. Uh, th- I'm going to be 36. You, I think you're going to be 36. So I'm 37, right? So you and I belong to that exact same generation of people. um where um we were about 16 17 years old or 20 years old when we got uh, high speed internet for the first time um yeah. and um file transfer softwares met india's lack of piracy protocols um and i think we were just this sort of generation of pop culture inhalers right um True. we inhaled everything um if there was if there was a pdf we would download it if there was a show we would download it if there was a movie we would download it if there was you know every single thing um we've done we would do that and so i think the goal was to always be creators of pop culture in that sense it it is it is still my dream to be to be someday like a director and to write a movie and write a show and do an animated show and all of those things um so we always wanted to do it and then when devanshu and satyanshu came to us with that story um it just felt like a lovely light um very life affirming story um which we realized we could film at a budget where we would also be able to learn the ropes of producing and making movies um and do all of that and that's how chintu ka birthday happened it it's deva it's very much deva and sati's labor of love um melded with our desire to just learn a little bit and i think um when those two things come together very powerful things happen nice So um for anyone who's not uh, seen it it's on C5 premium uh, chitu ka birthday and um, <laughs> I'm, i'm sorry to interrupt but yeah, like like there's there's miss mattu ordner can we have appreciation for the 37 year olds i was speaking to somebody yesterday about chitrahar and all i got was a blank expression um <laughs> i was more kids, of a super hit to kapla but yeah uh, kids uh, so, uh, kids who might not understand chitrahar was basically like spotify except it ran once a week for one hour and they chose the songs um you know, was, the chitra hard takes a lot of the information like it just ends up uh, consuming a lot of the information but what really kicked it up was super hit mukabla which came later and they did green screen on it of course it. Uh, of course and um, and in fact i remember uh, reading in the newspaper once they had uh, the female host was wearing green and it was green screen so obviously she it looked like she was topless or whatever and they filed oh, an fire against the show. of course they did <laughs> of course they did yeah That's but exactly old school dd was old school dd was cool i mean yeah old school dd was very very cool it might look campy now or you know you 
my cringe bit but it was still cool when it came out obviously some shows no, 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 it was it cool. was great i mean the products of their time definitely but also i mean for the time given what we had they were great Principal, i mean like yeah. somebody saying in the comments also like philips top 10 etc all of that stuff right that came so, later actually yeah that came much later yeah. that came much later that was z i think that was not even uh, yeah that was on z yeah that was on z Yeah, tons of pop culture information, which is of no use to anyone, but just to feel good about yourself. True, true, absolutely, and occasionally helps in a quiz question. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So tell, tell me though, now, now that a lot of people are doing Zoom uh, shows uh, online, have you have you also done those? Uh, yeah, I have done some uh, Zoom shows for sure. How was that experience? Um, it's interesting because it's obviously not the same as being in front of. an audience and performing right when the audience is right there um because i feel like uh stand up is very much a call and response medium um my joke is a sort of call to you want laughter as a response and it's that laughter that is sort of the segue into my next joke and my next joke um and zoom doesn't allow that so it it it's just fundamentally your rhythm goes off a little bit which is why also i like um doing uh, zoom shows with other comedians when there's five or six people um around because what happens is uh, you know your jokes are going well or badly based on whether they're laughing or not at least um so there's that slight stand in there and it helps you hit your rhythm um so i feel like maybe the maybe the short term future a few more collaborative shows etc just to sort of ease everybody into it um and i guess at some point the hope is that we are able to get back to a place where it feels safe and comfortable to go um and be loud and, yeah you know hopefully soon be so yeah, yeah that's that's the hope right so yeah for sure so you know coming to books and comic books so um everyone's a pop culture geek someone is saying ananya pande ke live mein 13000 viewers hai abbe to udhar jana mere ko kaise pagar hai absolutely right? <laughs> 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 um yeah. maybe i should also call her on that Um, somebody is asking that, somebody is asking is somebody asking you why you love the sopranos or somebody asking me why i love the sopranos do you love the sopranos um but i mean i like it i don't know about loving it okay okay there we go okay um so what i wanted to ask you was uh, so i my journey for i think those and then starting off but i have friends who did any of the comic books they were like animated series action figures only what was your journey sorry i Sorry, I lost you. I lost you a little bit, and then. Um, uh, so what I was asking yeah. was, what's your comic book journey? How did you start uh, your kind of fandom into comic um, books? Into comic books. Uh, so as a kid, I read only the sort of comic books that like I had access to because growing up, it wasn't that easy to get. Like at least foreign comics, so like superhero comics. Um, like you know how you sort of get them sequentially. um abroad and then you read the larger arc that's not a thing that was possible so i just read a few like occasionally relatives from abroad as a gift get like omnibuses or things like that um i would occasionally read those but i grew up reading a lot of indian comics um like a lot like so when this life started right like tinkle champak um and not even like strictly comics even books like chanda mama right that were like mix of sort of visual storytelling and like this thing stories had some really really good narratives um then during train journeys of course all your raj comics diamond comics uh, chacha chaudhary folaadi singh uh, tiranga 
um nagraj have all you, these have right? you have you kept any of these do you still have uh, anything surviving to unfortunately not unfortunately not i wish i did um, and at some point the hope is to rebuild that collection um so i would read a lot of those uh, also i remember there was um, what was the brand called was it indrajal that had phantom mandrake yeah, yeah it was indrajal right yeah. that phantom was, mandrake yeah it was before our time kind of like we only got the stuff that was not i mean it wasn't like i don't remember it being uh, sold in the 90s but i would always find old copies in delhi when you go uh, book hunting you yeah, still do yeah yeah you do you do it's still hard to find but uh, yeah so i i read a lot of that um i was i used to watch a lot of uh, superhero cartoons because again i grew up when like he man was it right um he man and gi joe um were the scene so grew up watching a lot of that i remember sometimes when you bought he man action figures there used to be little he man comics inside um yeah which which used to be a lot of fun to read and then when i really properly got into comic books though was when again like i was sort of 16 and 17 and 18 and i started going on message boards um where amidst all some of the toxicity there was a lot of um just great discussion of comic books in detail right like i had always understood superman and batman and all of those things we just be superheroes and then you'd see people discussing like the themes and you'd see people discussing like the longer arcs and things like that um yeah and then came years and years of cbr files and um all of those things uh, that all of us have no doubt done um but shouldn't do and i just consume and of course uh, the in libraries uh, and this is where comics and humor came together was um shemaru library which was near my house it had an amazing amazing mad magazine collection um oh just the most tremendous mad magazine collection um so it was i would just like wolf those down sometimes just sitting there for hours not leaving the library just reading mad magazine after mad magazine um and the amazing thing about mad magazine if you remember is um every artist had such a distinct style um yeah. so as you sort of went from section to section you got exposed to so many different visual styles and comedic styles right um yeah. and i mean um, one of my favorites is this guy i met a couple of years back um, sergio aragones so his oh, comics man, are sergio aragones is like my hero just for the amount he used to get done on the margins right um, yeah exactly and then, and there is no text on those comics it's still nothing, so funny nothing it's pure also the um, complexity of some of them he had some which were like entire processions of people yeah. running down the margin so the complexity of the work in those margins was next level um archie comics of course how can i forget oh man archie comics to of course flooded i can't believe i forgot about archie comics because um i think because become fashionable to hate on archie comics right now um but man so much so much so archie much archie comics most people had most people had archie comics as the international stuff that they had obviously you yeah. had tintins and aspects yeah but those are expensive archies and, you were able to second hand and there was another one which i got into i think because my dad was a huge fan um do you remember commando war comics um yeah right? so i like, so my i had an uncle who had a massive collection which he saved from like i don't know 70s or whatever and then yep. um he moved out of india and at, when i was 5 and he gifted it to me which obviously i couldn't read then my mother gave it away but over the years i've been trying to build it back and i've been buying them from random places i actually bought about 100 of those 
uh, on XC, uh, some guy in UK was willing to ship it to India. Really? All mint condition. And for That's like uh, about a hundred hundred pounds, which is not a lot of money considering hundred titles and. Um, no, that's that's not a lot of money. That's not a lot of money at all. The last time I managed to get anything was, in fact, at a sort of junk store in Bandra. And this guy just among the newspapers, etc. I was walking to work, and among the newspapers, among everything, saw a cover that looked a little familiar. And I saw the C with the big knife going through it. And I was like, ah, "It's Commando!" Commando. Um, and there were about. Twenty, twenty-five, some covers missing, whatever. I was just like, "Look, man, how much?" And I don't think he also the value is just like, "Yeah, give me fifty bucks or whatever." I said, "Hey, done," and I just ran away with those twenty <laughs> old commandos, and it was best. Um, it was absolute yeah, best. I mean, um, I mean, it was. Also, um, people in the comments, people in the comments, please feel free to mention your own um, comics as kids and all of that stuff. Would love to sort of get this going because I can't believe I forgot Archie. Um, No, but um, have you read the new Archies? Um, the stuff from Mark Wade, uh, Fear of Staples. Those are uh, the new. I have it. Book. I've heard they're quite interesting. Yeah. Isn't so there the like a sort of the... apocalypse? Isn't there like an Archie after the apocalypse series that's supposed to be really good or something? So Archie Afterlife. Um, it's super. Archie spooky. Afterlife. That's the one. And then um, the Jughead, which is by a guy called Chip Zdarsky, who's really funny um, okay. as a writer. Okay. It's one of the funniest books, the uh, comic books I've read. Like, I, I mean, it was really? um, you laugh while you're reading it. It's like reading a mad magazine. You start laughing. Is that? Oh word? wow. Okay, I have to check this yeah. out. Can you? Would you be able to text me um, the details of the yeah, sure. publication? Because that sounds good. I didn't realize that there was genuinely interesting creative work happening with the Archie comics anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, we were um, we were lucky to kind of work with them because they uh, do a lot, lot of licensing. So we did a. India, a Comic Con India exclusive Archie comic, which was basically Archie okay. and the gang coming to the Comic Con, and okay. uh, everyone who came to Comic Con last year got that free issue. So it was a once in a nice. Um, they will never be reproduced; it won't be sold anywhere. It's only That's available when you keep it. That's crazy cool. Yeah. So that is so those guys keep doing cool. a lot of fun, and they have weird crossovers. They have an Archie and Punisher crossover. They have an Archie and Kiss band crossover. So That's just Archie is producing. I remember. I remember in the original Archie comics, there used to be this one sort of semi-serialized um, version where they were all sort of like spies and superheroes, like the man yeah, from Archie um, types, right? The man from Archie. Yeah, there was there was Archie two thousand. There's the man from Archie. There's little Archie. Archie. Yeah, little Archie. I remember Archie. Yeah, I remember. And then they also the had Archie. Yeah, he's he's also uh, Pure Heart, which is like this. Of course, Pure uh, Heart. Of course, superhero character. Of course, you know it's funny. So I was looking for a lot of fodder on your reading um, uh, preferences. So I saw that you put up a bunch of shelf porn, like you put up your books. I did. Um, I so did. I saw, yeah. so I saw a bunch of uh, creators. So the first one I saw a lot was Stephen King. So obviously you love Stephen King, right? I am a huge Stephen King fan because I am a huge horror genre fan in general. Um, which is not to say that I think Stephen King's writing should be in any way restricted or branded as It's pure horror, because um, while I agree with a lot of the modern criticisms about him, that yes, okay, whatever, he writes women badly, all of that, but viewed as a product of his time, I literally believe he's one of the great American writers. Um, I think yeah, up there with yeah. any of them, right? I think he's legitimately one of the American greats. Uh, when you read some of his work, like even just like if you read something like Hearts in Atlantis or The Green Mile. 
and try and tell me he's not one of the american greats that's just absurd um it's also it's a, it's also the fact that a lot of people think it's horror and while it's a large variety of writing and it is um, a large variety of writing i think in that sense he's basically it's everything yeah he's he's basically like he's like david lynch in the sense that what he's actually doing is just sort of scraping under the sort of veneer of what looks like the ideal american life right and then sort of exposing the twistedness um that's underneath it um views on the book it so, and the film adaptations it i think is one of the greatest pieces of um writing uh, sort of fantasy horror writing uh, ever um i think with one of those i think endings that still sort of baffles and confuses and invites a lot of debate um so it is it is a tremendous work i still think my favorite king works are the dark tower and the stand um but also this changes every few days so yeah stephen king stephen king is a huge one are you are you a stephen king fan as well what is your favorite so so i'm i'm actually um for whatever reason don't like watching horror movies but i'm reading a lot of his books um um the one that the story that i really liked was the whole dome concept with the show really bad you know the dome falls down and they're stuck inside i'm forgetting the so i think i've lost you right now and whether it's my internet or yours sorry i lost you for a second um have you seen the uh, read the story about the dome the dome that falls on a small town oh under the dome of course off. under the dome of course of course under the dome is great but the show i didn't like the show that much but the story was intense um i i and, I, i never um, ended up watching the show because i read the book before the show came out and i genuinely enjoyed the book i felt like it it's one of his few recent books that reads like classic king um and so i was like yeah. i don't want to watch the show i don't want to nothing i'm very very happy with this so, so you know i i mean obviously if if you go through rohan's photo on his instagram or the shelf you see just a huge line of king 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 and you're like okay stephen king so clearly you're a big fan uh, but i also saw daniel close um so Yes, I love Daniel Close. So you know, it's not it's not um, Daniel isn't someone is not an everyday comic book fan. Read um, oh, you you not need to be into any of those things. It's, it's a weird sort of stuff. You so, need to, um, you I, need to be into a certain kind of almost like fatalism um, to sort of love Daniel Close. I think uh, because there's this very there's this underlying sort of bleakness, right? To a lot of his work yeah i mean um have you so i know i saw a bunch of books have you been collecting a lot or is it just specific titles that you like um so ghost town um uh, the regan um patience um and i feel like i'm missing one more uh wait what's his name what's his name um what's the guy wilson 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 of course wilson did you see um, the did you see the movie I did not see the movie. Was it any good? Because again, I love the book so much. I end up so I'll tell you what. I've never seen a single Harry Potter movie. Um I've never seen um like I haven't seen the Wilson movie. I haven't seen the Underdome TV show. Sometimes when I genuinely genuinely love a book, I'm like this experience has already been perfect in my head. Um you know, I I felt like there were no missteps. So why would I do this again? So the Wilson trailer was really interesting. You I had high okay. expectations for this Woody Harrelson, but the movie was Yeah, I wasn't. I I I I wish I had not seen it. I stick to the book. The book was yeah quite something. Like it really was quite something. Then um I saw the poster for Preacher Volume One. So do you? I presume you have the entire set. Preacher comics. is Preacher is one of my favorite books of all time. Just because the first time I read it, I don't think I've ever just laughed at the audacity of something more 
when I laugh, it's just the audacity of preacher, right? And and I mean at every level, right? From our space to the All Father to whatever the hell that final descendant of Christ is supposed to be, um, to the fact that I still think, and this is for my money, it's up there with the Hulk Loki scene in the Avengers. It is up there with the scene of Indiana Jones just shooting that guy in the marketplace in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, is the bit where he um, just gets him in a headlock and then just draws a dick on his head. Um, I think has to be one of the single greatest moments. Like in comic book history, if I could frame a panel. Because I, like everybody else, was like, ooh, epic battle coming, epic battle coming, epic battle coming. Ha 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 ha. That's so funny. Um, and I just thought it was really hilarious because um, here's this man who is supposed to be as this thing and he literally goes through like the tale of Job himself, like the villain. It's so funny. Like, um, so, but, uh, yeah. but did, you, did you see the series? Um, it's, it's been Again, a slow I burn. I started watching. I started watching. I watched about two, three episodes. I was very excited because Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg producing. I feel like if anybody's going to make Preacher, um, these are the people to do it. Um, but again, I think what happens is I just enjoyed the book so much that yeah, I mean, it, you, I don't think that book perfect doesn't do for me. It's it's a way. I don't think it's a very it's a very difficult thing to bring to television. Actually, I I just I can't. I agree with you completely. Which is also why right now when they're talking about this new Sandman adaptation, right? Um, Sandman is one of those works of literature that is so so dear to my heart. Um, it's one of those books that. When I shut it for the, like when I finished it for the first time, I think it's one of those books that I actually cried a little bit, like when it was over. Uh, because I think one of the greatest stories ever told. Uh, I, def I think definitely one of the most fantastic uses of the visual and the comic medium. Um, and so now, but when they're saying they're making this adaptation with say Joseph Gordon-Levitt or whatever, I just don't know that Sandman is filmable. Um, yeah, I mean, I it's, just, a, it's a way to, to kind of bring to life. And it's, like, it's, it has yeah. layers, man. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a very, um, I mean, I don't uh, know. I, I honestly don't what know. book are they talking about? We're talking about Sandman. Uh, Neil Gaiman Sandman. Sandman. Yeah. You know, the show, the, the, in 2014, when we came to Bangalore, the day before, the night before, we actually had Neil Gaiman live uh, on our stage doing a live I chat. know, I know, I know. And I was so bummed that I missed it. Like, I know this. I was, man, what I would have given to have been, I love Neil Gaiman so much. Um, in fact, and I also like did then, not like the American Gods show. I did not like the American Gods show. Yeah, much. Um, I thought it had sparks, but eh. I mean, it had it had great cast and obviously a great book. But yeah, it had, somehow I didn't like the show. It yeah. had everything, and it just sort of didn't work. In in terms of comics, while we're talking about it, one thing that I don't know whether you saw on my center, I want to talk about just because I feel like it's just a subgenre of the sort of comic form that doesn't get um, a lot of love sometimes is um, graphic novel journalism, um, like Joe Sacco, uh, for example, um, like one of my most prized possessions on my shelf is um, yeah. Palestine. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've I, actually the first uh, sort of uh, political or journalistic uh, graphic novel that I had was Joe Sacco, then I got Persepolis, then you got, yeah, um, yeah. then on the, on the funnier side was um, Guy Delil, he does these uh, journeys when he's an animator, he goes and stays in those countries. So I've uh, seen, I've, uh, Jerusalem, I've, I've read Jerusalem, Guy Delil, I've read Jerusalem. So, uh, so, so his, funniest of his, his funniest stuff is Pyongyang and, um, and Pyongyang is uh, also nice. 
in Shenzhen. So because I was like older and it's North Korea, it's more absurd and uh, you know just being in North Korea. So yeah, it's just he's he's great. He's genuinely great. Um, Jun Saku did a little like a short story on Kushinagar riots in UP. Actually, he illustrated that also. Um, I know. Yes, but he didn't really do a whole book. I. I I mean, I can imagine it takes probably a lot of effort to put something out like Palestine. I mean, you'd oh, for you'd sure. have to really. I mean, you'd have to do a serious deep dive. Somebody saying, please discuss Watchmen. What were your thoughts on the show? Did you watch it? Ah, uh, yes, I did. I liked the show. Um, I um, actually liked it. Surprisingly, it was. I had very uh, low hopes with it, but it wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty good, and I liked like the Nine Inch uh, Nails music on it. It was intense. Oh, it was fantastic. The Nineteenth Century music was fantastic. I thought, I thought that was genuinely a worthy spiritual sequel to the original Watchmen. Um, yeah. When, especially, I realized this. So, it's basically a continuation. Um, yeah. Someone is saying, please take audience questions. <laughs> um, sure. If there's something interesting, I'll certainly add it. Comics yeah, are great. Sure. I agree with you. Yeah, but yeah, that's not in one punch. Oh yeah, that's not one hundred percent. Um, one part. Are you? Are you? I've been hearing not great things about season two. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I heard they changed like the studio or something like that, and that resulted in. I saw. I saw a bunch of um, Osamu Tezuka Buddha series on your shelf as well. So, do you collect manga or is that selective? That is more selective. Um, it's only like say the stuff I like or I'm interested in. I'm not. I'm not the biggest manga enthusiast. um like my consumption of uh, anime and manga is definitely more superficial than my consumption of say uh western superhero comics and things like that i do enjoy it though uh very much because i have some friends who've made some great recommendations to me um so i mean yeah. aside from your death note and all of that there's also of course like satoshi kon um like one of my favorites is paranoia agent right i think just 13 tight and beautiful episodes Um. So yeah. So 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 you've been watching anime, right? I've been. I mean, one of my favorite movies ever. Um. Even though I don't watch anime consistently, one of my favorite movies ever since I think I was like eighteen or nineteen years old is Akira. Um. I think that that movie has mesmerized me. Uh. For a very long time. Um. So. I uh, so I mean I went on a binge for Osamu Tezuka. So after I read Buddha, I bought anything and everything that he made. Um, the stuff that like One Punch Man, Death Note, Naruto, Boruto. Um, it's it's a lot because they have like hundreds of volumes, like sixty five volumes. So they do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's quite a yeah. It takes quite an effort to. Uh, to kind of dedicate yourself to starting on that. Uh, yeah, you know, and, I, and I and I. Think you have to decide a genre that you're going to do a deep dive on because you can't be like a deep diver of every single genre, right? Um, beyond yeah. the point, कितना time है like कितना so, time है Are you reading anything right now? Uh, right now, actually, I am reading nonfiction. Um, what I'm watching right now, though, um, which might be closer to this conversation, I'm ashamed to say that this is happening for the first time in my life. Um, but I just finished Avatar: The Last Airbender season one. Um, okay. And I have. burned through it in i think literally 3 days um and i'm really hoping it's going to be the same for season 2 and 3 because i am enjoying the hell out of it um thanks yeah i i mean i'm i've read the comic but i've not watched the anime at all the show is a so, ton of fun um it's a ton of fun it's very much a kids show but it makes Ooh, uh i am a
Punk says Dark. I have no idea if he means the show, but if he means the show, um, I cannot wait for the final season of Dark, which is coming on the twenty-first. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I. Which, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, is also the date of the event in the show. Yeah, it is. And you know, the funny part is, um, it's so dense that you have to rewatch the second season again, so that just you, so that you remember yeah. exactly. What I am going to do that now. In fact, do a rewatch before season three, because otherwise, I'm just going to be lost. Uh, Are you the person who watches it with subtitles, or you prefer the dub? Subtitles, subtitles. No, the dub doesn't work for me, man. You need you need original. You need original Jonas. You need original Mikkel. You need original everything. Um, it's just so like when is Mikkel just sounds cooler than when is Mikkel? Um, so. <laughs> What do you um? So are you? What about writing? I mean, other than for comedy, are you? Do you think you'll ever write a book or maybe a comic book? My dream is to write not just a book. My dream is to write a book. My dream is to write a show. Comedy is really just one medium of expression for me. I was a huge pop culture nerd for genres as different as horror, science fiction, um, drama, mystery, thrillers. Way before comedy ever came into my life. um and it genuinely i want to in my life like if i can make things across those genres whether say it's a book or it's a show or it's whatever um i i think writing a book yeah. is definitely something that is on my bucket list it's something i've wanted to do since i was i think 12 or 13 years old i've been a voracious reader my whole life um my like that that shelf behind you is giving me such intense envy right now um so Yeah um I I I remember I used to do a lot of I don't know if you ever did this but uh, my mom would take me shopping in South Bombay on the streets near Fort and Churchgate where you had all these uh, roadside booksellers who would sell you books for like 5 rupees and 10 rupees I I bought I remember the kid the entire Hardy Boys collection at like 5 rupees a book um Terry Nation's entire Doctor Who series at 10 rupees a book um Asterix comics at like 20 and 30 rupees a book um So yeah, you know it's um there's a store in Bangalore called Blossoms. Um, oh, Blossoms I mean, is great. unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately there's nothing like that in Delhi, and I don't think there's anything like in Bombay. But you know if you if anyone is watching, if you're really into finding old bo- books and obscure stuff in comic books, uh, if you're in Bangalore, you should check out Blossoms. Then you have the same feeling that you were talking about. You know, finding the entire Hardy Boys collection and stuff like that. I found basically. Yeah, it's, there should be a series called The Three Investigators, which had Alfred Hitchcock in it. The Three and Investigators and Alfred Hitchcock was the best thing. Um, so, so I I had that entire collection. I lost it. I just had one with the cover torn off, and I've been trying to find them. If you go online, people have listed prices like eighteen thousand rupees or whatever. Uh-huh. And then they, and then one day I walk into Blossoms, and there's a bunch of them just lined up for like a couple hundred bucks. I think I think along with the Hound of Baskervilles, um, the case of the stuttering parrot is one of the tightest mysteries I'd ever read as a child. Like I was, my mind was blown by the clues being with the different parrots um, and all of that. I still think the Three Investigators and the Mystery of the Stuttering Parrot is one of the best books I ever read as a kid. They were they were really fun to read, and the whole aspect each of them had some kind of It was it was up from reading and it was Jupiter but, Jones, Jupiter Jones, Pete Crenshaw, and what was the third guy's name? Um, let me remember. Not remembering it. Damn, third guy, Opie in chat, please. Uh, because we don't remember his name, but here's the third guy. 
um, the third investigator, everybody. Yes, um, I remember they also had a butler, the guy who always a chauffeur who drives them around in Hitchcock's uh, Rolls Royce. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it was just, and it was just finding obscure books and keeping them. Um, you know, I um, just like you want, do you collect pop culture stuff as well? Because, like you said, you're a big pop culture fan. Are you always looking to buy obscure stuff, like old um, books or? Old books and stuff like that, I'm like a little careful about uh, because so even with just pop culture memorabilia, for example, because I have two cats around, I have to be super careful. Um, so more than memorabilia, whenever I can, I try and get interesting posters. Like, for example, I have um, the triple set of Mondo's Back to the Future posters where Back to the Future 1, 2, 3 make up the DeLorean. Um, I have some stuff like that. I have a few first edition books. I have a few first edition books that I really enjoy um, and that I'm very proud of. One of them is a Stephen King. Um, nice. So there's that. And other than that, I'm a little wary. And also it's just, it's so expensive. It's so <laughs> expensive. Like yeah, my weakness is Lego though. My weakness is Lego. No, I, I um, yeah, Lego, the, I used to collect Lego that I stopped because it's impossible to keep it clean. And yep. um, and then people would come over to my house and play with it and it would annoy the hell out of Amrit, me. Amrit Mahapatra has said Bob Andrews, the third investigator and solved our lives. Thank you, Amrit. But sorry, you were saying, please continue. Yeah, so I mean, what's so I have the Death, Lego Death Star, which is locked up someplace. And then I have, oh, uh, I have the Millennium Falcon, which I never made because uh, I don't know how to keep it. So I have you, the made Millennium Falcon and I screwed it up because I couldn't keep it and now random parts of it are just gone. Um, and yeah. it's so one of the big tragedies. Yeah, and like the worst part is dust. I, you just can't clean it. I actually have right now, I mean, it's in the other room. Uh, I can go get it and show it to you. I can just tell you. I have um, I have a Doctor Who Lego set that I'm going to make one of these days. I have It's a TARDIS Lego set. It's like a small it's, TARDIS yeah. Lego set. I saw I'm that on excited. your Instagram, yeah. But it's still in the box. I still haven't made it. No, I'm looking for like the perfect day. Um, it's going to be one of those where like sit down, get comfy, get chill and just put the right music on and just get building. Great, man. Just uh, one last question yeah. before I let you go. Um, what's next for you? What's the next project you're working on? Uh, any, any show that we can check out? Um, no, this is... No, this is actually right now, I'm just kicking a bunch of ideas around as well. I've managed to use this time to just think about what I want to make and what I want to do. Um, uh, so, because I also feel like a lot of ideas that were maybe pitched before this, uh, now, given that the zeitgeist has changed, people will have to retool. Um, also, before I answer further, uh, Manu Viraj, uh, Godara, I don't think Watchmen will get a second season. I don't think Watchmen should get a second season. I think it's the most perfectly, perfectly told story. Um, just let it, let it sit. You don't have to yeah. do anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the hope is that um, I'm, I've got a few ideas that have been percolating for a bit that I'm now going to put down on paper and um, hopefully get them into a place where I can pitch them to content makers soon. Fingers crossed. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff I want to do. I hope other people see it that way as well. Cool, man. Thank you so much for taking out the time to talk to me. Um, no, thank you. This has been good some time. The comic book right on this. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank See you. you soon. See you, man. See you, everyone.
Um, that was uh, Rohan Joshi, the very funny Rohan Joshi, and as you know, he's a big Stephen King fan and a comic book fan. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode of Geekly Live. Till then, stay home, stay safe, um, and read more comics.